Hello and welcome to the Dead Darlings Book Club. I am Hannah Hutzpah. I'm Rebecca Cooney. And I'm Laurie Eaves. This month's book is How to Fly in 10,000 Easy Lessons by Barbara Kingsolver, chosen by Rebecca. So Rebecca, why did you choose this book? Uh, I chose this book because I happened to be in a bookshop and I saw Barbara Kingsolver's name uh, and she wrote uh, a novel called The Poisonwood Bible, which I love so much. And um, yeah, if you're into poetry as well, I would recommend it. She's very, very into Emily Dickinson. uh, or one of the characters is very into Emily Dickinson. I think judging by at least one of the poems (laughs) in here, I think that that may be a personal thing of Barbara Kingsolver's. I think um, if you write a novel in which one of the characters is into Emily Dickinson, you probably know a thing about Emily Dickinson, right? Yeah. And really getting into kind of, you know, the thing with feathers and stuff like that and sort of uh, playing around with it. Um, And it is, it's just, it's a beautiful novel about kind of, um, um, uh, the Belgian Congo, sort of post-colonial sort of ramifications there, um, an American family going over there, and it's just, um, yeah, it's just a fabulous, fabulous book. So I was like, oh, she writes poetry too. Yes, please, I will have. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I chose this book uh, because I wanted to read it. Mm, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> think that's an interesting thing because actually, when I was reading the book, my uh, particularly in the first section it's, it's split into seven sections isn't it i think um overall but particularly the first section uh which or every poem is a how-to poem um actually really reminded me of your writing rebecca <laughs> like, oh i can die happy now i was like oh, wow uh, i was you. like who is this reminding me of oh it's rebecca <laughs> right that's the reason rebecca chose this book because <laughs> these poems remind me of your writing yeah it really wasn't deliberate like i said i hadn't really been conscious that she wrote poetry before no. seeing a, a copy in in waterstones but uh, yeah maybe the novel influenced you in some way i don't know yeah. it's just um yeah so the first section is all how to poems and they really made remember poems like mm. your one like how to forget your history and 13 things to tell a friend that's hurting they're all kind of i've also this... got an instruction one about breaking bad i tell you, people what you to do, do the, a you lot, do these I? you do these how-to poems Shit. quite a lot um <laughs> not in a bad way they're really nice they're just um they're, you you both do these poems um that are kind of how-to poems that focus on kind of small and intimate changes that or, or things or actions that kind of lead to kind of um bigger changes or bigger kind of uh, a, a way of exploring bigger topics um which is what struck me when i was reading the first particularly the first section of the book which i literally every poem is how to something yeah. um so i think that section worked really well for me um and then there's a um there's this third section as well this is how they come back to us where um they're all kind of gr- not grieving poems but poems kind of in memoriam yeah eulogy poems um that are all kind of using different objects Mm. um or often using different objects to explore the histories of different um Mm. people even people like she's not met Mm -hmm. for example members of her extended family who were she's never met because they're generations earlier than her um i thought that was a really interesting conceit i like that a Mm. lot um, I wasn't sure how how much I liked all of those together mm. in a row, but I liked each individual poem. Do you know what I mean? I really yeah. loved them. I, I, I was by the time I got to like the fourth one or fifth one, I was a bit like, oh, okay, okay, right, I get the doing. conceit. Yeah, yeah, which I think I I don't know if that's just me being a bit yeah. childish because like I did love every poem and and I loved that she was doing that and mm. I thought yeah it was a really interesting way of exploring all of that. But yeah, yeah I it's... don't know if grouping them together 
I guess it's it's a heavy mm. Mm. section. Yeah, it's like having all the sad songs <laughs> in one long <laughs> yeah. stretch. I think also the there were you, you mentioned the so there is a section the the final section is called the nature of objects mm. and when I spotted that I got quite excited <laughs> because I have a whole project on the boil on a on a back burner it's been simmering for years now um, about objects and our attachment mm. to them and she'd already touched on that quite a lot with um my great grandmother's plates mm. and mm. thank you note for a quilt which is written to someone who made this quilt long before and yet that i felt like the <laughs> the, the section labeled the nature of objects didn't actually touch on that as directly mm. it it this this is purely because of my very specific nerdy interest, but oh, my my hopes were slightly dampened. <laughs> um, I I really like the how-to poems, and actually, <laughs> like found myself it it's such a the way she works with it, it. It is a structure that did sort of. I'm not sure I I didn't do anything I'd be happy performing yet but I did sketch a couple of things okay. on the basis of those pieces. It did fire up my imagination. Mm. Mm. Um, the the second section, which is all... Um, it's about a journey, uh, isn't it? It's yeah. called... Pele- Jesus. I looked up the word, which is Italian, and I'm going to fail to pronounce, um, which is like means pilgrimage. Okay. And it's all about... Um, a journey in Italy, a, isn't it? an aged relative going and visiting places that are significant based on where her parents were or her grandparents were. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's her, it's her husband's mother, isn't it? Is yeah, the, her mother-in-law. Yeah. Her mother-in-law. And later in the collection, you sort of realise that her own relationship with her own mother isn't mm. so great, so probably the mother-in-law is more of a, yeah, honorary <laughs> mother figure as well. But um, this section got on my tits in a way that some page poetry does that not all of it, some of them I liked, but a lot of it seemed to be, it was so measured mm. and it was so calmly describing things which I felt like it didn't invite the viewer in. I'm not stood on that hillside in Italy. I don't know what your mother-in-law is like. I don't recognise some of the Italian words you are using, which are presumably foods. Um, <laughs> please fucking tell me things. Or cut this one um, was my personal this this section. If this had been the first section, I think I probably wouldn't wouldn't have been as thrilled to finish it. However, like the the different sections all have very different flavors, and it did not yeah yeah continue in that vein. Um, probably section four was more uh, more similar, but slightly less. You had to be there. Um, is that unfair? I think I would agree with you that I think some sections in the um, collection work better than others for me. I think that second section I didn't love as much as other sections. I think that I would maybe disagree, though, that if you're saying you wanted to be drawn in and feeling like you're there, I'm guessing that she has intended to use the Italian or Italianate language in order to kind of draw you in and give you a flavour of it. Um, but I agree, it, it, it doesn't always... Yeah. Sometimes that can throw you out of it rather than bring you into it. I think that's it's one of those... It's definitely a choice um, for a reason. I'm not sure if it necessarily quite works or not. I think it depends upon the reader. I 
wasn't sure if it was intended to draw you in because I, I don't think she speaks Italian, does she? Right. And I think a lot of, I think actually that shutting out is kind of where she is, that she's not mm. necessarily entirely understanding okay. everything that's going on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I thought I really loved some of the poems in that one. The one about, there's one where they decide they're going to walk to the top of this hill and nothing's going yeah. to stop them. And it turns out there is a car race that day. <laughs> and they carry and, on. And the last line is, is something on the lines of, you know, on our gravestones it will read, these women had intentions. And I yes. thought that was really lovely and funny. I agree. There was somewhere I was like, this feels a bit samey, yeah. actually. Mm. This feels a bit, you know, it's kind of the same thing that we've had before. You know, it's, it's... This is a nice travel of yeah. yeah. But I thought there were some really good standout ones in that. And then, yeah, somewhere I was like, yeah. It's a, there's no escaping the fact that it's quite a long collection. It's um, not not enormous. It's mm. a bit of a chonky boy. It's a hundred odd pages, I think. Mm. Um, and like you say, because it's very much sectioned into bits, you can't help but but go. Oh, I really liked this bit, and this bit didn't really do so much for me. Like there's a there's one section. Um, which is called Where It Begins, which is all one long prose poem, which I liked the conceit of a lot, but I, I was fell, I was falling one. asleep reading it, Hannah. It was so long, and I was just like... You don't knit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one my favourite Whereas... ever put down. <laughs> what are um, you? A knitter? Bro, do you even knit My fiancé used to write for Let's Knit magazine, Hannah. Bro, yeah, I was going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because it's about, yeah, it's about, uh, starts with kind of winter is when you do the cosy homemaking Mm. things and you want your kids to be warm and you go, I'll make you this thing. But it also goes into, she obviously... She obviously knows a lot more about knitting than I do. She goes into more detail than I would be able to say. But um, I have had the experience of... A, I'm always fidgeting and I love having a thing that I'm making on the go. Um, But also when I was laid up with glandular fever for like a whole summer, Mm. knitting a blanket that I would take with me to uni and being able to go, I've done that much. I've done done something today. I've knitted that. That is what I've done with my day. Um, Yeah got me kind of through and i think she really captures that um it does talk about yeah through dark times through through illness that this is something you can do and that this can be a through thread but then she expands it to yeah where the wool comes from yeah she does (laughs) she kind of moves back to the sheep and yeah eat and kind of it gets it gets quite buddhist Mm, it's a really interesting (laughs) conceit i think just it comes in about 80 pages into the collection and to hit you with a it's quite a few page long po- poem that's very dense um for me it was yeah. like oh i like the conceit but man it's uh it's starting to grate on me the just how thick and dense this is um at that point um <laughs> but you know yeah. like it's not to say i disliked it it's just um i found i think you you naturally find some sections really work like it feels like a bunch of different pamphlets maybe that have been put together um and not necessarily in an awful way just okay this section is this this section is this um and interestingly i was thinking about that michael rosen book that we read where Mm. we kind of all went 
oh, I don't know, the, the, mm. this isn't, the, the length of this is to its detriment. I think and this is just a bunch of his writings that have been shoved Yeah, together. this yeah. didn't yeah. quite feel like that. This to me felt like, oh no, every poem does stand and, and do something that is interesting um, and different to each other. Um, and each section also does that. It's just, um, mm. it, it's, a bit, it's a bit much for me. <laughs> is that? There were a couple of the poems that, that I sort of thought, you know, normally mm. when um, you have like a poet that writes a novel and people go, oh, you can tell they're a poet because of mm. these rhetorical flourish or whatever. I kind of felt the opposite. Of that. <laughs> there were moments where I was like, I can tell you're a novelist because this is a really beautiful description of mm. somewhere that I think would would be like really arresting in a scene in a mm. novel where you're then going to go on and talk about something else and this is going to be important on its own yeah, it okay. doesn't necessarily it was nice but yeah i think it would have been really powerful as a piece of description mm. in a novel as a standalone less impactful perhaps some yeah. of them mm. um i think she does some really beautiful stuff with language and these are unkilled <laughs> i think she does some really beautiful stuff with language and phrasing um, and the action in her language which mm. i kind of want to learn from i think um like hannah said you come away scribbling stuff mm. i was i've been thinking a lot about she for example she has in one of the how-to poems the phrase um uh, the line starts sunk deep in hot water up to your chin dream of the troubles you had and she's what she's doing there is she's switching the adverbial clause the descriptive clause to the start of the sentence which has mm. this kind of interesting kind of it sub it reflects the kind of submerging you that's in the that's in the content of what it's talking about in the language um she's kind of the way she switches the phrasing um there for example really um she does that a few times in the book that kind of hit me in an interesting way i liked that a lot um, mm. yeah there were some really lovely kind of turns of phrase where you're like oh that's mm. just yeah, oh that's was so it was it tooth and bear it's a, something mm. something like that yeah tooth and bear which was just like oh, lovely three words together she does a lot of just really lovely language work you know and for all my kind of bitching about how occasionally things seem too staid and too high register i absolutely loved um meadowview elementary spelling b mm. which i think had a lot of the same register that in the italy poems i found slightly annoying but she used that with this with this overall metaphor of the spelling b as like a battlefield mm. and with like the kids who fail the spelling b getting like being the fallen yeah <laughs> and who survives and the yeah um the the first lines are the the first graders fall in a slow rolling wave as if before a firing squad mm. um and the the i don't know it's that that pacing but then with a structured around a metaphor yeah. really worked for me whereas i think i think without without a central structure i find it harder work but that was really good i also um a hundred percent clocked her poem about having had a bad review oh. and being like this isn't like a rap on the knuckles it's like knowing i've got a peanut allergy and then giving me peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and i was like oh, i thought it was a bit on the shit. nose personally that one i was just like oh, okay right <laughs> sure yeah. poet poet on favors ranting about their bad review at least they got a review like but anyway yeah i don't know depending on the bad review it can be yeah that was the best humble brag I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry. 
someone, right, some fucker came up to me after the show, asked me, said said she didn't have money for the bucket, but could she, like, she's got a card, could she, like, buy me a coffee in the, like, bar just outside the thing? She's turning like, you sure, up. Cool. And we had a slightly awkward sort of chat for a little while, and then... 2am that fucking night I'm failing to sleep scrolling on my phone and I discover that she has written me a scathing review about the fact that she could hear the trains out the window and the microphone didn't work and says that for my benefit she's not going to give me a star review and I was like if you're going to be a cunt don't come socialise first (laughs) I saw the little face and I was like I've met you what the anyway so Hannah, would you recommend this book? So I'm really sorry for the peanut butter. Um, I think sections of this book, of How to Fly by Barbara Kingsolver, um, How to Fly in 10,000 Easy Lessons, I think, I think, Laurie, I agree with you 100% that it reads like a, a well-structured, a series of pamphlets, mm. each of which have their own structure within them. And the flavours, yeah, vary a lot between. I think there is a lot to enjoy here. And there's a few things that I really, really loved. Um, the sections, second section didn't do it so much for me. But no, I I reckon I would give this a solid 8 out of 10. I, I enjoyed it a lot. We haven't done ratings before. <laughs> you can numerical. give it a numerical rating, but we you tend not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of kindness. <laughs> I think out of kindness, we don't give numerical ratings. Yeah, I, I think, think that's uh, that, why we avoid doing reason. it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's probably a weird, fair... You can't reduce poetry to numbers unless it's a poetry slam. I liked it, and I would like to reread it when I'm not doing a... Oh, I haven't finished this book for days so <laughs> <laughs> we're recording tonight. This is another one that I want to then go back and savour. Um, what about you guys? I The bits I loved, I really loved, and like I would recommend it for that. Like I agree there were some points where I was like, eh, this is flagging a bit, but yeah, the, the bits I loved, I really loved. Um, but there, there was one poem which you know, I, I really loved, and it reminded me of somebody, and I sent it to them, and uh, yeah, th- th- they didn't get it. Um, and it turns out, sending a poem to somebody who is not necessarily that into poetry and going, this just mm. made me think of you, and I just mm. love it is not is not a nice thing to do if they're not like into poetry and they don't get it yeah. because i think i think that really freaked them out a bit and they were like oh i don't i don't really know what it means i don't uh, i don't know what you're trying to say and uh, you can't and really like, explain what, what, what you, you were trying to say by understand. that yeah because it's it's the things i wouldn't say that i thought this poem said nicely yeah. um without really saying them because that's poetry but if you send it to somebody and they're not they, yeah not it, the they way, don't though. get it and then you're kind of you're faced with, I don't know, maybe making them feel a bit daft for not understanding mm. it, and 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 trying to say the thing, and yeah, yeah not gonna make that mistake again. But okay. um, I really loved it, and it did make me think, yeah. think thoughts, feel thoughts. I think sometimes poetry makes you feel thoughts, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that that I, you know, I wanted to share with people might have been a bad idea. Um, but yes, no, the bits I loved, I really loved and, and would recommend it for that and would also recommend the Poisonwood Bible and will happily chat to mm. anybody about the Poisonwood Bible. <laughs> cool. Mm. My take is it was a bit long for me, but some people would just call that good bang for your buck. So, you know, <laughs> like, um, that's not a knock against it necessarily <laughs> at all. You know. 
Um, great. So that was How to Fly in 10,000 Easy Lessons by Barbara Kingsolver, and that's available on Faber and Faber. Next month, we will be discussing Christmas poems by Wendy Cope, chosen by Laurie as a nice seasonal book for us. If you've read it, if you want to read it in that time, let us know, get in touch, tell us what you think. Yeah, we want to hear your views as well. You can read along with us. So yes, that'll be Christmas poems by Wendy Cope. Oh, 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 oh,